0: and marriage it's all things nerdy here we
1: go hey everyone it's alex and maggie on the geeks and marriage podcast welcome back um today we have a special guest for you Uh, so steven if you'd like to tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself and what you do
2: yeah hi nice to be with y'all i'm stephen kent i'm the host of the beltway banthas podcast formerly based out of Washington, D.C., now in North Carolina. But we cover the intersection of Star Wars and politics on a weekly basis. So we talk about the political themes within the universe, and then we also dissect sort of the in-universe nature of the way political systems work. So, like, what's what's the functionality of the republic? You know, how does cronyism and power work inside the empire? All sorts of fun stuff. And we do that every week. We've been on it for the past two years now. Um, always, always loving on the Star Wars politics.
0: Brilliant. Well, today we are talking with you about, um, romance in Star Wars, particularly, although I feel like as soon as you said that, you know, we're probably going to have to do a second episode at some point because Alex has always been on the topic of, is the Empire really
1: bad? No, I don't get me wrong. I know (laughs) the Empire are... The bad no, 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 guys. No, no. What, I'm okay. just. I'm curious as to why they're the bad guys. But well, we can you get. Know,
2: it's it's a <laughs> popular discussion in in uh, particularly circles in American politics. The uh, the neoconservative right mm. really loves to talk about the empire in sort of a fawning positive way and Mm. it it really has to do with you know what what is objective bad and then is it Mm. good to have Mm -hmm. a sense of societal order Mm -hmm. Uh, order order can be overdone and so can chaos and that actually is like a good good metaphor for i think the han and leia relationship yeah yeah um, Yeah, absolutely yeah you've got that we'll talk about yeah Yeah, absolutely
0: so han and leia god i i'm still not like 100 percent sold on them actually being a good couple what? Am I the only one? Well, it's a uh, very...
2: You're not the only one, no.
1: It's a, it's a very... I always thought of it as a very kind of atypical dynamic for a, a film. You've got one woman who's quite conservative. You know, she's a politician at the end of the day. She's trying to do what's right for the rebellion and the republic. And, you know, she's she's very strongly guided by her own moral compass and then you've got the rogue who is you know just after for the money but he's uh, he's got a heart of gold you know it's that very atypical relationship that they have going on which is why it works so well because it's been done so many times before
0: yeah i was just about to say because you meant atypical with a space in between because i was going to say that is such such typical relationship for films yeah yeah that's what i mean a break typical right not no, a
1: dash typical i'll explain it later <laughs> yeah
0: but yeah steven yeah. so where do you sit with han and leia well you know
2: i, I gotta start with just when the force awakens came out oh, uh yeah. and we were treated to the backstory in that movie uh that they were no longer together oh. yeah that I, was a, a very
1: bizarre it was, opening
2: was it was a crushing moment and it was just sort of another thing to sort of, uh, I guess clarify that the happy celebration ending of Mm. return of the Jedi was neither a happy ending for the lovers or for the galaxy Mm. itself. It was just sort of a moment in time that was good. And I have to say from a realism standpoint, um, I actually was drawn to the choice, the edgy choice to tear apart Mm. Han and Leia and put them into a divorced future. And I kind of connected with it. That felt like real life to me. Um, Mm. And I support the creative choice. But, you know, on the question of whether or not they were a good couple for each other. I think obviously they were not. They they were mm. both mm. too in, too independent in their own ways and unwilling to make sacrifices. But boy, were they infatuated with each other! And there's no question they moved relatively quickly. Mm. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. See,
0: I found that um, it they took kind of because uh, I felt like when Han first met Leia, he was more. Intrigued by a strong woman than he yeah. was in love.
1: He was used to getting his own way. And, and yeah. then Leia came along, sort of bossing him around. And he was like, oh, okay, this is in- interesting. Yeah.
0: And I felt Find, that maybe. That attractive. Yeah. yeah, but I guess I've, I felt that, when because we recently we watched Star Wars A New Hope because we went to see it in concert. And I just noticed in that film that it. Seemed a little bit more forced than I'd ever Mm. realized the the relationship between them. Like, they kind of made Han just be like, Well, she's badass, and from go from that to I'm in love. And it just felt Mm -hmm. a little bit more forced than I remembered it when I was younger. I just felt that it was a bit like, Well, there's these two strong characters. Um, she obviously can't be with the main guy because they're related. Um, (laughs) so let's put her with the next best thing, which is this like dashing young man, but. I I think
1: that's down more to the kind of writing and the directing of how they came together.
0: Maybe. Yeah,
2: I I think just kind of looking back on their, their early days... Um, you know, they sort of seem to me like two high school students who just really like, you know, they fall in love by bullying each mm. other. It's a very, mm. it's a very juvenile sort of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's, that's kind of how my wife and I ended up mm. meeting. We met in high school uh, and we're very much sort of the same kind of relationship, except I was more of the Leia personality
0: mm. <laughs> and my wife
2: was more of the Han personality. Nice. And yeah, we kind of, kind of inverted that, but what you see is that that doesn't really mature anywhere Mm. between their meeting and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And we are treated to a fair amount of backstory in the comic books and novelization as to what happened in between The Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens and it really has to do with that neither one of them were willing to give up the things that made them feel like themselves mm. to be to be a new unit mm. and that that prevented you know the solo family from ever being a family and Kylo mm. boy does he resent that and we mm. sort of see that in the new movies yeah
0: yeah and i think i, th- I think to be fair it does you know, I've always believed that we've said it straight away, didn't we? That um, Han did kind of like want Kylo to do what he did at the end of Force Awakens. Like that was kind of yeah. He so kind that, of, was, like, that was what I, that was So it was maybe that maybe it was that reflection of he had he like in his head he knew he was like well, we didn't make the best like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So parents.
1: I always thought look by the way, but um, That's I, what was, I was trying to say it. I know, but I always thought. I mean, it's been long enough now. I always thought that um. When, yeah, like Han knew that Kylo was gonna kill him. I yeah. always thought that that was the case. Like he was going on that bridge, he knew for a fact he wasn't about to talk Kylo down from being a dark Jedi. You know, he was always yeah. doing it because he knew Kylo was going to kill him.
2: He said he said he would do anything for him. Exactly. That, yeah. Even so, even removing the torture from his soul by killing him. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, and it go. There's a lot of theories that branch off of that, and it's like whether. He he did it to try and prove to try and help Kylo come back to the light side. Even he realized how much he like misses his family and things like that. Or yeah. that he's helping Kylo to infiltrate the First Order. He's like, if you kill me, it's going to prove to the other guys that you are actually a Dark Jedi. And you know, um, so there's a lot of theories that branch off it, but I think it's the the generally accepted yeah. one that Han went on that bridge 100% I- knowing Kylo was going to kill him.
2: To back up a little bit, I don't I don't want to like lord over um, no, no. anybody with like books and comics. Ha, are mm. y'all up to speed on any of the the new canon in between the two movies? I don't know so much about the new canon. I know a lot yeah. about
1: the old canon before Disney got their hands on it. Okay, so yeah, I I so... know that like Han and Leia had a couple of kids. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and
2: uh, Jason and Jaden and Anakin were the old children. Yeah, um, and,
1: and Luke what? and Mary
2: Jane was her name. Uh, that was uh, Mara Jade was Mara Nick's Jade. Wife. That was it. And uh, They had
1: a kid called uh, called Ben. That was them, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, they had a Ben. But you know, for the the backstory here, which is really interesting, the the novelization by Claudia Gray, Bloodline, which is the new canon for Leia's Senate career after oh. the Return of the Jedi, leading up to the Force Awakens, really offers the backstory that they did not successfully offer in the Force Awakens, mm. where leia and Han are reunited they sort of have their icy moment and then you know she goes i never should have sent um Kyle, or i never should have sent ben away with luke that's when i lost him that's when i lost you and what we find out in that book is something pretty sad about their marriage which is that they got married on indoor right after return of the jedi mm. ended mm. and then they dove right into uh the ending the war together so they yep. went on several more mm-hmm. missions fighting the empire Uh, And then the New Republic was founded and Leia helped to found that Republic. And she and and Han didn't spend time together. He actually went right back into his life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He went to, he was a general for some time and then he decided to become a racer. Mm -hmm. And Han spent all of Kylo's childhood um, out doing uh, all sorts of junk racing and drag racing with Chewbacca. And Kylo was left at home most of the time uh, Mm -hmm. or Ben at that time. And then when things started to go badly for him in his late adolescence to early teen years, Leia was at home with this tortured boy Mm. while Han was out doing his own thing. Mm. And when she sensed that darkness coming and that Snoke was looming and, and preying on him, she sent him away to Luke without consulting Han. But at the same time, Leia was not willing to back away from any of her political responsibilities. Mm. She was completely engaged in her own thing, and Han would visit the home on the weekends, kind of, kind of like a traveling parent. But it yeah. was like, by choice. They just decided they weren't going to live together. Um, they never really had a, a deep and and close marriage, and mm. it's kind of sad.
1: Mm. Well, like you say, they just they, even looking back on the law without knowing the intricate details, it's you know you can see that. Yeah, they were like they were two very individual people, mm. and they each had their own personal goals, and it was just a bad time for them to get together. So obviously, the Empire had been "quote unquote" destroyed or defeated, and then there were various battles and fights after. It, and then I know in the old law it culminated at the the Battle of Jakku. I'm not sure if that's the new law, um, where the Empire officially surrendered to the mm. to the Rebel Alliance and the New Republic. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, after that, it was a case of Leia had to be a mother and a full-time senator, trying to keep the New Republic alive, which was still yeah. very much in its fledgling state. Like, it, there were still a lot of systems that weren't around to the idea of it and things like that. And there was still the threat of pirates and the Black Sun and things like that looming over it. And Han just kind of... I don't think Han ever wanted to be a part of that.
2: He did not. He no. wanted
1: to be kind of a hero who came in, helped it happen... And then ride right off into the sunset kind of thing. And he, he I, I always thought he kind of didn't like the idea of letting himself get bogged down. He he still wanted to be mm. a cowboy with Chewy at his side, you know, racing and smuggling and all that kind yeah, of stuff. It,
0: I mean, that's that's where I find the fact that the relationship even started quite forced because yeah. you know, you could always tell that they were very individual. And actually, you know, when you're recounting that entire relationship there. That sounds so much like Padme and Anakin.
1: Well, that's the point. Yeah. Is it? it's meant to be mirrored.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. they they kind of followed. She kind you of know? followed in her mother's footsteps. And
2: I think that's interesting because, uh, you know, so so Pat not Padme, Leia and Han mm-hmm. have a specific sort of uh, butting of heads over, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not Han is going to ever be her arm candy at parties and social mm-hmm. events, mm-hmm. you know, and. They they both sort of begrudgingly accept that, like, you know, Han doesn't belong there yeah. and Leia that he doesn't want to be there. So she won't force him mm-hmm. or even ask him to mm-hmm. be there. And there are these moments where Leia wants Han to be at these parties and social events and mm-hmm. gatherings or centers with her. And she's left alone by a husband who doesn't think that he needs to make sacrifices yeah. maybe for his wife. Mm. And... that, at the end of the day, just seems like no one was willing to give up anything for this Mm. whole being a family project. Yeah. Uh, And, and with, you know, Anakin and Padme, obviously a different story, but still sort of based in, I don't know, unwillingness to accept the responsibilities that they were engaged in to each other.
0: Yeah. I think there was still like, I think there's a, a, like an almost stubbornness about them. Like, you know, yeah. like uh, you know, I love they're, you. They're both but, very proud. Yeah, I love you, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to give up my entire life for you. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, in marriage there needs to be like a little bit of compromise. You need a to little, accept yeah. that when you fall in love with someone that doesn't mean that you just love them but then do the same thing that you've always done. Like you, it, yeah, you do like kind they, of meld together.
1: There were two kind of parallel lines rolling yeah. alongside each other and they intersected for a brief moment. And everything happened. And then they just kind of split again and kept going on yeah. their separate ways because they, like I say, you know, they were unwilling to make compromises. Leia had incredibly important things to do with the New Republic. Um, Han didn't want to get tied down to it or anything. like He never wanted to kind of uh, plant his flag in any court specifically. He never mm-hmm. really wanted to take sides. Like, he was mm-hmm. a smuggler that was just kind of how he rolled he was like, everyone's my enemy, you know yeah. he's re- he yeah. in the past he ran missions for the rebellion he also mm-hmm. ran missions for the empire um you know he he kind of played both sides and at the end of the day it was just it was his way of living yeah. he was just another yeah. guy
0: is there an element the- here of um of as well I don't know whether maybe I got the wrong sense for this, but from the films, I always got the sense that han didn't really believe in the Force. Like, he believed that it exists, but he didn't really like it that much. And I wonder whether because Leia was very force sensitive and obviously their child then inherited that sensitivity mm. and he didn't whether maybe there was oh. a bit of a bit of resentment or something yeah there, yeah
2: Oh I think you're I think you're right the resentment has to be real because yeah. in a sense Han has no ability to relate to his own child Yeah, uh, mm. his child is incredibly gifted he can feel and sense things mm. he has powers that Han Han doesn't feel like he can be part of that life which mm-hmm. yeah. is why you know he he Allows Kylo as a boy to spend so much time with Luke to sort of channel those things. But mm. when things go dark and go badly, like we were mentioning earlier, mm. you know, he doesn't play a role in that because as a father, he thinks he has nothing to offer his yeah. own son, yeah. w- which is kind of sad. Yeah. And and you can kind of understand then when he steps out on that bridge um yeah. he, he sort of is told earlier in the movie that he there's nowhere he can run anymore yeah and and it's true there's yeah. nowhere left to run from this this situation and he puts himself down kind of on the cross or on the tracks
0: yeah i think so and actually we had a theory a while back that um maybe he actually activated the lightsaber not kylo that was it I, yeah because yeah, like we theory. i like that theory yeah a
1: lot. that because he kind of he went up to hold his hand didn't he and then Kylo seems surprised almost when the lightsaber yeah. came on. So there, yes, is the, there is that argument. I mean, it, the argument goes both ways. Where I was like, he's surprised that he found the strength inside himself to turn the lightsaber yeah. on, but there was also the fact that he wasn't going to do it and handed did it.
0: And I wonder whether that was maybe the defining moment of Han being like, you know, like,
1: I this finally get it. This is my great it. sacrifice. Yeah. Type of, yeah, like, I
0: finally, you know, like, I think I know what I need to do for you. Be that, you know whether that turns out that Kylo is potentially then an infiltrator or if it turns out that um, they just knew that there was no turning back and he needed to be a supportive father for once in his life like Mm. there might have been something to do with that which would have been very Uh. interesting for the dynamic because like you say it
1: it would be very difficult for him looking on it from the outside because he had Leia who is obviously uh, Kylo's mother who like you say is incredibly force sensitive and then you've got Kylo's uncle who is the only Jedi left in the galaxy. <laughs> who you know, No pressure. Exactly, yeah. And then you've got Ben, who is obviously Force-sensitive. Um, so there's that triangle of them there. And then you've got Han kind of looking in from the outside going, I have nothing to share with you three people. I'm kind of just going to go. <laughs> I've got my yeah. own thing going on, you know. like yeah. He didn't really find a place to fit in. He thought, I'm good at doing what I do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I gotta say, just on the the note about the lightsaber being activated mm. and basically the kind of sacrifice that that would have required, mm. boy, howdy, would that make the the new trilogy just completely different? If yeah. they if they if they managed to in the third movie actually clear up that theory yep. and speak to that, and yep. it came true that Han did do that, and yep. Kylo then just sort of leaned into it like yep. he did um man i would i would be such a big fan <laughs> of me too of that.
0: me too because i mean they've kind of been hinting at the whole you know kylo isn't all dark side yeah. thing they've been hinting at that he's, for he's a while he doesn't He can't do it he's not yeah. good at this yeah exactly <laughs> he's, well that's the
1: thing he is inherently good but because of what it was revealed in episode eight that luke had apparently tried to do to him um that's what made him he's so full of anger and rage and he so wants to be like vader but he just can't. He's too good. He's inherently too good.
0: Ooh. what if...
1: <laughs> Here Sorry, we
0: go. thinking it out theory <laughs> right now. What if the fact that um, Leia and Han's relationship wasn't strong was why he found Vader as a role model? Because mm. he felt that Luke wasn't strong enough because Luke was a bit... Mm, bit wussy in the new films. Like, he wasn't himself, he was an really. was absolutely
1: whiny girl, wasn't he? And so, it's whether he maybe
0: looked <laughs> so back whiny. and he heard about Leia's father, his grandfather, and thought, well, this is finally a role model I can look up to. But to well, get to this that is the point. the thing.
1: I don't think anybody knew Vader's backstory going down this far. The only people who really knew about it were Obi Wan, a couple of the other Jedi, like I imagine Yoda and Mace mm. Windu probably knew about it. Um, the emperor Mm. and obviously himself so i don't think outside of that little group anybody knew necessarily about his backs him being married to padme and then padme dying because even he didn't know necessarily know that he had kids because the emperor told him that padme had died and the children had died with her
0: but Mm. then we find out i don't know
2: can we just talk about how these these two like these two romance stories in the beginning yes. of the Star Wars series and then in the end with kinda of Han and Leia both produce such incredible darkness.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that's it. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Oh. oh, it's so sad, you know, just these these star crossed people, but they, they just they end up creating such destruction in yeah. their way. That's <laughs> well, it, isn't like it? You say, Maybe it,
0: that's what but I mean, we know that, you know, that's what's actually like part of um when they have like said that you know the 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 light side like you know the Jedi they they aren't allowed to have relationships, but that's probably because love makes you do crazy, silly things. crazy
1: stuff. Yeah, but uh, well, that's or what you were saying earlier when it kind of it mirrors Padme, Padme and Anakin. um, Anakin's relationship. Like it's destined to end. It. It's almost Shakespearean. I like, guess it's, it's destined to end in tragedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's I only wonder, one way it's going to end.
0: I do, I do wonder how they're going to resolve. Um, obviously, Carrie Fisher. No longer being in, and and in the last Star Wars film, she was the last one left of the old crew. How are they going to resolve that? Do you think? Like, do you think? I don't know, because like yeah. there was there was that really sweet moment I have to say in um the Force Awakens where obviously Leia knew, like she could feel it in the Force, and then when her and Rey re- reconnected, it was the um the music was Han and Leia's kind of theme, theme song, yeah. which was so sad. Yeah, but, like, I don't what know. Did you do I have that?
2: my theory for leia's inclusion in the next movie is i think they're going to simply dismiss the character um as she has passed away in the opening scroll that's
1: what i would have thought as well like leia died on the millennium falcon and they had they just jettisoned her into space or something like that
2: yeah i mean i i just think they're gonna mention it in the opening scroll yeah. say you know leia the great leader of of the resistance has died mm. like just in classic star wars yeah, blunt, yeah. Blunt, absolutely blunt blunt language and backstory yeah
1: exactly yeah. yeah absolutely
0: so why is it why is it that we they feel the need to have really strange relationships in star wars do we think because like I mean, I'll touch briefly on you know Finn and Rose was her name in the new film. That was a weird relationship. They didn't. They. I don't like. Just. I found that weird. Linking
1: it with my general bugbears about the new trilogy, Mm. such as it is. For me, the story hasn't been fantastic, so I felt as though the relationship between Finn and Rose, and between Ray and uh, Poe, and Kylo, and Kylo, yeah,
0: love triangle. Woo!
1: It's all just been kind of crowbarred in. A little bit. That that's how it feels to me.
0: Which is how I felt about Han and Leia.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. So maybe they'll again. Maybe there's another theme going on here, or it's like this is destined to end in yeah. um, tragedy.
2: Because there's like romance yeah. is just not central to Star Wars. No, it, I, I really, I really don't think it's something that Star Wars tries very hard at. Mm. But no. it, it seems like a choice, and I haven't been able to determine why.
0: Yeah, because the fact that the, well, I mean, to be fair, actually. I I, w- I always think of the like defining moment for me where I thought the relationship wasn't working, which is where, you know, obviously Han is going down into the carbonite and Leia says, I love you. And he says, I know. I know but yeah. I know that that was a choice by Harrison Ford because yeah. he didn't want to be in the future films. But that to me felt like quite a defining moment of that relationship. And I wasn't sure what to make of it with the fact that obviously the writers left it there. Because to me, it just felt like it, that kind of showed you the relationship then in terms of it's always going to be like he's going to be a little bit too proud is that am i the only one who thinks that
2: well han han has a distinct understanding of himself and Mm. love threatens that understanding of himself and Mm. we sort of saw that in solo um with his his love interest kira who tells him like I know what you are and and he you know he has that swagger look on his face. And he says what? <laughs> and she goes, you're the good guy. Yeah. And and it disrupts his his moment and it sort of like wipes his smirk off his face. He's like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I you know, I'm I i can not remember what he says. Like, like, I'm a scoundrel, I'm a pirate or something. And she goes, no, you're the good guy. And then she walks away and he sort of just looks. Like he's had his legs cut out from under him. Yeah, it's it's key to his identity, and so like I don't know. Even engaging uh, the moment before he's turned into Carbonite um, with yeah. sort of romance, I I think he just it's not on brand for him, and he's mm. not willing to break that.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the reason that Harrison Ford changed the line in the first place because obviously originally totally. he was supposed to say, "I love you," or "I love you mm-hmm. too," or whatever, and then he changed oh, it personally to "I know," because. He was like, I don't, think Har- I don't think Han Solo would say that.
2: Yeah, and he is so right. Yeah, and absolutely. That's helped, that's helped to define who that character is. But yeah. My gosh, I wonder how that translated into his, his role as a father, you know? Exactly, like, yeah. Did he, did he, how much did he let his child know that he loves him? I'm sure yeah. they had plenty of good father-son moments, but he can be withholding yeah Um, and i i wonder how much that impacted and played a role in ben's upbringing
0: well i feel like there must have been an element of him like there must have been that conflict in him that like he wants to because i feel like there's like just a very small part of him that wants to be good and wants to have that really good relationship so i feel like there Mm. must have it must have been very confusing for ben because i can just imagine that maybe one day he would be playing with him and then realize that he's like suddenly okay with like being at home for a little while and then that scares him so he runs away and i can imagine that happening quite a lot with him it's
1: the classic commitment phobia isn't it where he's like i don't want to settle down i want to be this bad boy you know cowboy out in space me and my buddy chewy and that's all it is like we smuggle we drag race we mess around in space and our millennium falcon and like I say, he doesn't want anything to come between that, yeah. which then he kind of ditches on his family, or at least finds an excuse to bail on his family, yeah. so he can live his own life.
2: Do yeah. we think that perhaps Chewie, as a friend of Han, feels badly about this? I would have thought <laughs> you know, so. Like, I think I think he kind of gets dragged along, and I bet yeah, if Chewy, I bet if Chewie would have like. His way, he'd be like, "Actually, I would like to stay back here and, you know, yeah. build this ship with, uh, with your son." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, oh, we got something to do. It's like, no, I can we, we've totally got, imagine this, that, you know.
1: Han's just like, "Oh, yeah, Chewie, we got this race we got to get to." Chewie's just like, "Uh, what about your son? Are no, we gonna do anything about can, that or what?"
0: I can imagine Han Solo, um, Solo Han, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, Han being like, "Like Chewie, you know, we've got that that thing," and she was like, "No." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, 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 we got that thing, and she was like no this is no when Leia,
1: leia's like Han, oh, i've got a uh, meeting at the yeah. uh, new republic senate tonight is there any chance so you can look after kylo uh ben rather and that's when yeah that's when han's like Ch- oh we got a thing che- chewie we got that thing remember and chewie's like what, what what are you talking about well, actually yeah. chewie would I'm be like Rah! like um oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing with lego right now what are you on about han he's like oh we gotta th- th- it's a race it's the thing remember
0: I can, totally, I can totally imagine that conversation in, on the Millennium Falcon. Or, oh, actually, I don't know when he lost his ship exactly well, in the I, time. But, I, like, I, I can imagine them two sitting, like, in the pilot's cabin and Han being like, so I know we just finished this race. And I know I should be heading back. But there's this other race I heard of. And Chewie just smacking him from the back of the head like, no, <laughs> go I can home. No. I, I, can imagine,
1: I can imagine Chewie just throwing a hoof with him. And just sitting in the cockpit, just really grumpily, like flicking switches, really hard in the cockpit and stuff. And like, it's like, are you okay, Chewie? I don't want to talk about it. You should be at home.
2: <laughs> he want he wanted to be with Ben. I I was just thinking about it earlier before we before we hopped on
0: mm.
2: what the mental like process was for for uh, Chewbacca when he actually shot Kylo. Yeah. Uh, right in the torso you know if that was like a thing of passion or if like he had been waiting forever to do that (laughs) (laughs) you know like what would i want to know what his relationship was like with the boy i have to imagine it was enduring and cute Mm. but then you know maybe at some point he didn't like him or or i don't know i i I wonder a lot about it's that
1: that whole thing about it comes back to the relationship between han and chewie like i don't know what the new law is about how they met but I, I, i don't know if it's changed from the old law with han rescuing chewie from an imperial officer when chewie was uh-huh. enslaved by the empire han was a pilot for the emperor at this stage um and he saw chewie being sort of slept around and beaten pretty severely yeah. by this imperial officer so he smacked the imperial <laughs> officer and took chewie away effectively um, yeah
2: they, so, they pretty much save that in the new movie right uh, okay I, so, yeah I, I don't know if you've seen that one he um Han is thrown into a pit to be eaten by Chewie in an oh. Imperial in an imperial labor camp. They're using Chewie as, like, a beast. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when he, he teams up with him in the pit to break out. Nice. Wow, okay, fair
1: enough. We'll have to watch it. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, and then... So
1: there's this whole relationship between kind of Chewie owing his life to Han, and they've got this really close friendship. Like, they are inseparable. They are unbreakable They're as a unit. Mates. They are They're essentially soulmates. soulmates. Um, like, even when Han loses the Millennium Falcon in episode seven, when they eventually get it back and they're running on that other ship, they're still together. It's still Han and Chewie. Like the, the writers didn't dare try and interfere with that relationship at all because yeah. it was too solid. So I have to imagine that when, because all Chewie saw was Han walk onto the bridge, lightsaber flashed, Han died. So there would have there just been that moment of just sheer blind rage and he would have killed, I think, anyone. Or he would have at least tried... Like, if Luke had stabbed Han, he would have tried to kill Luke. I think he would have yeah. just tried to kill anybody who I think threatened I... his body. Who he orders almost like a life debt to.
0: Yeah, I think... I I can imagine that in Chewie's head, what must have happened in that one... Because I, I don't know why, but I get the sense of feeling that Chewie's the kind of person who always wants... to person you know wookiee whatever you want to call it um who wants to see the good in people mm. and i feel like in that moment what would have happened in his head was first he would have been utterly shocked yeah by this even being possible then he would have been like i can't believe you betrayed me like this To like about the other person who obviously would have heard on like kylo yeah. he would have been like i can't believe you're this you're this monster and that's when it would have hit but i feel like until that point he probably wouldn't even have even thought of kylo In this monster view, because I feel like he's just the kind of Wookiee who just always wants to believe in good. I don't know whether that's just a weird perception that I got from somewhere completely random, but that's how I kind of feel. How do you feel about it, Stephen? Because we've kind of been steamrolling. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I guess I'm kind of mixed
2: on it, and I don't really have a strong opinion on that matter. Um, Mm. You know, I, I was just thinking... Uh, about the timeline and maybe Mm. like how fast all of this moved, Mm. um, particularly since Return of the Jedi, you know, with Han, Chewie, uh, Kylo, and then Mm. Leia, like, did they even have time to think about what they were doing and going into a life together? Mm. It feels, it feels to me that they, they never did. Um, when was the Battle of Jakku as as far as it was uh, related to Return of the Jedi? Wasn't it just like within two years? Yeah,
1: it was like, it was only a couple of years because there were a couple of major battles after that. Um, but the Emperor ha- had a plan in place for when he died. I can't remember what it was. It was like Operation... Cinder. Cinder, that was it, yeah. Um, so he was trying to... They were obviously trying to lure everyone onto Jakku and mm. then just destroy Jakku and then bail and rebuild the empire and come back um yeah so yeah it would have only been a couple of years There were after endor mm. obviously it was the the empire was leaderless for a little while mm. then there was the they had a like a civil war between themselves for a little while like different generals mm. and admirals trying to grab control um and there were just a couple of major victories for the rebellion and then it culminated on jakku so so
0: could it have been that literally on endor if we take the lore of that they got married there Could it have been that literally, you know, it got to, like, this big relieving moment of we finally succeeded in, like, this, like, there's, like, this big victory. And was it just a case of they just looked at each other and thought, let's just get married. and. it was almost like a natural evolution and it like it mm. felt very natural in the moment and then straight after they must have like both been like what, what i think
2: what? I, I think it was a vegas wedding kind of situation yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really do i think they just like they just like won the slot games They're like yeah. oh my god we love each other let's get yeah. married and you know i i'm looking at the timeline now yeah i mean aftermath and the battle of jakku um is just two years later mm. and that is that is um uh, what's his name? Ben's birthday. Yeah, you know that's when he's born. So the baby just comes right along. <laughs> yeah, comes right along right after that, and it it just mm. sort of seems uh, that they they never thought it through and no. maybe discussed what a life together was going to be no. like or well, what. well it's made. yeah, it's
1: like there was this big passionate moment after the Battle of Endor. It's like oh my God, Darth vader's is dead, the Emperor is dead, we've destroyed the second Death Star now. We have Luke, who is now like a fully fledged Jedi, like they're having this party on end on it's they're just ewoks are using dead stormtrooper heads to play the drums let's just gloss over that and there's this big sort of passionate moment where it's like we just saved the galaxy they're just so full of energy like like you say it's that vegas style thing it's like right we we'll just saved the galaxy let's get married oh my god and then after everything had finished there was no passion there there was nothing to distract them from
0: the relationship
1: yeah the fact that fundamentally it's like ah yeah we actually just don't belong together do we
0: do we think that ben was a mistake as in it was a oops i'm pregnant kind of thing
2: yeah i do i can't imagine han i don't well i mean he's a nice guy like i imagine him doing exactly what he did to leia in the force awakens where he kind of pulled her close put his head on top of her head Hats her on the back like yeah. hey it's gonna mm-hmm. be it's gonna be okay but not le- not like i'm so
0: happy either. yeah <laughs> exactly probably more like oh my god oh my god it's oh like, my god we'll
1: figure this out at some other point yeah, you know that's future that's future han and leia's problem right now that everything's sounds like okay. our relationship exactly, because like yeah. our
0: marriage it's like that's future alex and maggie's problems you know. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah i mean like did y- y'all have children no,
1: not yet. No, we are. We not are yet. planning on it in a couple of years when we own a house and stuff. So,
2: yeah, I, I sympathize with the uh, with the Han and Leia situation. <laughs> you know, my my wife and I got married and child in the same year. Wow. Um, so you can kind of kind of figure that one out, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it just it took so much looking at the, the sort of infatuation relationship mm. that got to that point, And then trying to figure out, like, can we make this work? Mm-hmm. Um and and you know it it took you know sitting down with outside you know people you know doing like premarital counseling yeah. like fi- figuring out like where are we both headed and can we go there together um and how will the child factor into that Mm. and you know in classic han and and leia fashion i don't think they had the communication capability to have those discussions yeah
0: yeah i feel like leia might have tried because she's she's more of a calm organized person and i think han would have probably just been like you know i'll just roll with the punches like i always have done in my life and that's probably a really good way to describe it actually. It
1: <laughs> exactly like oh she tries to have the conversation with him and then he's he just he storms off and goes on a drag race and comes back and you know she tries to have the conversation again and it's just it's an endless, endless yeah. cycle
0: well I think if we can end on that note because I think <laughs> that just about summed up the relationship we just spent you know 45 minutes talking about that relationship and then we just managed to do it in like just a couple it. of minutes um but Stephen, I uh, thank you very much. You, this has been a really interesting conversation. Really I, insightful. Yeah. yeah, I really like this conversation. Um, tell the lovely folk who may have, you know, decided to just listen in halfway through, um, give us your um, quick speech again about you yeah. and your mm-hmm, podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm Stephen Kent. I'm the co-host and uh, and I guess creator of the Beltway Banthas podcast. We're a weekly show based out of the Washington D.C. area and a little bit out of North Carolina that covers the intersection of Star Wars and politics. So that is a a constant roller coaster of fun. And you can find us at Beltway Banthas on Twitter and myself at Stephen underscore Kent eight nine. That's Stephen with a PH underscore Kent eight nine.
0: Brilliant. And we'll obviously put all your links um, yeah, we'll in, get all the, that in the episode description. I
2: appreciate it. It was nice to be on.
0: Yeah, Thank you very much for coming on. It's been a really fun conversation. And I'm sure we'll speak at some point soon as well. So thank you very much for being here.
1: All right. Thank you both. Bye. Absolutely loved it. Thanks, Stephen.
0: Right. Thank you very much, Stephen, once again, for coming on. That was a really cool conversation. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Obviously, you know, like, share, all of that um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please let us know what you thought of it. Mm -hmm. Do you think we should collab with Stephen again? We thought it was a fantastic conversation, and we really loved the deep dive into the Star Wars universe. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, Um, you
1: can find all of Stephen's details obviously you can get them from listening but they'll be in the episode description as well so we'll we'll put his various twitter tags on there
0: so please go support him because i mean we're definitely going to be addicted to his podcast now so um please do that Mm -hmm. and yeah until next time i've been maggie i
1: have still been alex
0: and this is geeks and marriage bye lifestyle and marriage to film and tv it's geeks and marriage hosted by your favorite geeks